You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Woo! Let's go, Brian! Yeah, party on, dude! (laughs) Welcome into the Quest for 100. I am... One of your hosts, Brian, joined as always by my partner in crime, Justin. Howdy ho. Hey, Justin. How are you, Brian? Doing pretty good. Uh, You know, towards the end of this whole summer thing here in in Seattle, and uh, the weather's pretty nice right now. Yeah. It's unbelievable. No, it's it's awesome. It's, uh, what is it, get up to 85? Maybe. Yeah, I mean... That's actually hot here in Seattle, but yeah. man, I was loving every every bit of it. I was able to go outside for a little bit today and enjoy and in my work clothes, so I was sweating a little much, but it still was nice to be outside. Yeah. Yeah, what have you, you been up to uh, since uh, last time, Justin? Well, uh, I actually, so I had two things. Uh, first and foremost, I dedicated 60% of my weekend to fantasy football. I uh, had two That's drafts. That's a lot of your weekend. <laughs> yes. I had two two fantasy football drafts. Big, big fantasy football fan. Uh, love fantasy sports and uh, had some fun doing some drafts with some friends and family. And then on Sunday, I dragged my lovely wife out to the links and we played nine holes together. Are you kidding? You have golfed more <laughs> than I have in the last month by a lot. I, I don't know. Close. Well, I know it's getting busy for all of us, but uh, you know, I I just couldn't pass up on the, the weather. Was actually not amazing to to start. I think a lot of people were scared off because it was supposed to rain on Sunday, but we were able to take advantage of the um, the people scared off. And my wife was like, "Hey, let's we should go do something." She wanted to go on a hike or do something. I was like, "I don't know. That all sounds great, but." I'm really itching to go golfing, so do you want to come? So you're just regular, regular yeah. now. But I dragged her out there, which which she had a great time. I'm not putting words in her mouth. I I I'm gonna quote her though, and uh, she had a couple good good holes. She she got a a double bow for someone who has never really played. She's played yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Uh, she got a double double bogey on one and uh, and played pretty pretty solid. She can hit the ball straighter than I can sometimes. So <laughs> kudos to her. Good. Well, How about you, Brian? Uh, I went to the Edgar Martinez Hall of Fame celebration on Saturday. Nice, and uh, that was kind of fun to to honor Edgar and you know see a bunch of celebrity or Hall of Famers. Um, they they brought in a bunch of the Seattle Hall of Famers as well. Yeah. So um, Casey Keller was there. Apollo Anton Ono, Griffey. Uh, oh no, it's from here. He, Apollo Antonono? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Down in Federal Way. Interesting. Maybe we'll have to do speed skating sometime. Maybe. When the Olympics come back around. Why not? Yeah. Um, Griffey, you know, a couple of the Seahawks uh, legends were there as well. But interestingly enough, I ran into a high school friend and, you know, sat with her and her family for a little bit of the game. Nice. It's kind of interesting how social media can kind of bring people together and you find out that 
you're at the same place as someone else through yeah. social media and like hey uh, we should meet up we haven't seen each other in five years but yeah let's uh hang out for a little bit we'll we'll have to have a conversation maybe we can even actually do a deep dive episode on social media or oh, even yeah. like a facebook or something like that yeah uh it'll spark some interesting debates but a lot of people talk about the negativity of face of of social media and i think that there's there's some really strong positive things like that where you're like hey you know i can connect with this person that i would have otherwise not known that they were there right right and i think that's pretty sweet yeah and we actually had another high school friend who was there and posted later about it and we're like oh man would have been great to know that you were there because we we both were there and you know that type of stuff high school reunion yeah that was kind of kind of cool but um, yeah, so you know, we we didn't really hit on the fact that we're we're doing some music, yeah. This this uh, time, uh, but we do have one one correction to make from last time, so we better do that. Hang up and try again, <laughs> idiot. So last week in our zoos episode, somehow Ready Player One came up. Yep, and we were talking about the librarian, and we couldn't think of his name. And we determined that his name is just Curator. Yes. Yeah, we did some heavy research immediately after that episode was done. And to confirm that his his name was the Curator, uh, we were picture. I, I read the book, but I couldn't remember it. And we both watched the movie. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's – we want to make sure we're always right here at the Quest for 100. So, hopefully – yeah. You know. And also, I don't remember, you know, it said Curator and Ogden Moreau were the same people. Yeah, so uh, we might need a correction for this one now. But uh, from my memory, Ogden Morrow created the Curator, the curator. Uh, to be the Curator for the library after his death, essentially. Huh. Um, you're kind of I operating in I, his I mind. I missed that whole connection, yeah. I guess. It gets a little deeper in the books. but Yeah, uh, that, that's kind of what I figured, so... Uh, but we will we'll move on to our our true topic, which is MTV. Mm-hmm. And if you missed it, the the intro to this week's podcast was actually the first words ever spoken on the MTV channel. What? Oh, you didn't know that? No, I oh, didn't know that. I thought you were excited because you knew. I that. was excited because you had something unique to your intro, <laughs> not that. That it was oh specific. I mean, I knew it had to be oh. somewhat relevant. Oh. I didn't know that was yeah. the very first. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, we're only uh, six minutes in, but I'm already dropping knowledge. Apparently, apparently, yeah. That I'm was done. that was the first words that were were spoken by John Lack, the COO of MTV Networks. Okay. Yeah, on, on August first, nineteen eighty one, at twelve oh one a.m. Eastern time. Oh wow! So they really got that going. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. We'll oh. get into that a lot deeper but uh first the news you're a newsman i ever tell you otherwise in the face some mtv news for you i again took the the most easily searched topic i think we're flip-flopping here brian you're going the lazy route on some of these things and it wasn't lazy it was just going the top Artie, you gotta go deep for these things that was like that was i mean it wasn't just the top one it was the probably the top like eight articles okay well hey if it's top top of the line and and you get it first you got tips i mean i want to make sure that that, i've been there i've been there i want to make sure that the the people the questers hear this because it's so important Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so mtv is partnering with sean diddy combs to bring back making the band 
Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I ever really watched Making the Band. Well, we talked about Making the Band, if you remember correctly, from our uh, boy band episode. Correct. We did. Uh, which I think you'll find as listeners that there's undertones to, well, not undertones, but references to that because MTV had a lot of connections to that era of music. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. So, so making the band started in 1999, and Lou Pearlman, as we mentioned in our boy band episode, you know, was kind of the catalyst of that. And the season one, or or making the band one, really. Um, centered around O-Town, and this lasted for three seasons. Making the Band 2 came in in 2002 and centered around the band mm-hmm. with P. Diddy doing the talent search. Yep. I don't remember that one at all. I I only remember it because of our research that we did in, during the, the boy band episode, but I didn't remember watching. I did remember watching the original boy band. Yeah. Or the The O-Town. One with O-Town. Yeah. I knew of O-Town. I don't know if I ever watched it. but Making it of the band three also lasted three seasons. And it centered around Danity Kane. And P. Diddy, again, was in the talent search. So Danity Kane was the female all-women group. Okay. Yeah. I believe. Well, I knew that... I. I knew that uh, Perlman had a couple all-female groups um, that were really popular at the time. I didn't follow them. I didn't know. I, I think, no, I, I think Lou is all out. Oh, Lou was out at this yes. point. Yes. Okay. It was just P. Diddy. Okay. So Lou only did the first one. Okay. I thought he was involved with both, but yeah, you're probably right. And then Making the Band 4 uh, with Day 26 and Donnie Klang came in in the mid-2000s and ended in, in 2009. So um, that that means we've been on hiatus for about ten years with sure. no making the bands. The newest making of the band is set to start in twenty twenty. Okay. Uh, an interesting note about this time around is that they're actually taking submissions via social media. Okay. Which obviously during two thousand to two thousand nine, really social media was lightly around in Facebook, sure. but in yeah. terms of a mass uh, existence, it really wasn't there yet. Yeah. They're also using a mu- music performance app called Smule. <laughs> Never heard of that before. Okay. But that's part of the way that they're taking the submissions. I, I would... Uh, we've talked about this in other... I don't remember which episodes. Maybe it was the Boy Band episode. Uh, that TikTok is becoming pretty uh, popular in the TikTok. music... Yeah. world yeah uh so maybe that'll be an influencer on just the the younger generations sure. are big yeah. in tiktok so mm-hmm. nice well my world my world my news uh is related to the real fake world of real world um and mtv so similar to uh what you were referencing in a kind of a reboot kind of mentality the uh, MTV is bringing back uh, the real world. So it's actually been around for 33 seasons. Uh, wow. And it's, uh, I'll probably get into it, but I might as well say it here while I'm talking about it. It's the longest running show on MTV. And uh, it's coming out. The, the news is that they took a year hiatus, uh, essentially, and they're coming back. Uh, they're they're currently live right now, and it, actually a new episode will drop tonight on Thursday. 
Uh, oh. And it's, uh, they say it's exclusively on Facebook Watch. I don't know if it is specifically. I guess it is. They So they are putting it out on Facebook Watch, um, and it's real-world Atlanta. So it's not on MTV. So it's technically not on MTV proper, but it's on their channels via social. Wow. Um, Interesting. So total change of pace, and, you know, as well, I'm sure we'll see, MTV is kind of one of those brands that's willing to change up their models from time to time. So this is just a little bit of background on it. So it's going back to its roots um, and the core focus of a social experiment, bringing seven strangers together, and they all live in one house. So concept's the same. So now on, on Facebook Watch, the series unfolds in three- to five-minute clips dropping Monday through Wednesday that give the feel of real-time updates from the real-world house. Through Facebook stories, fans get a raw look into the real world from the perspective of each roommate, including exclusive confessional-style content that provides insight into the drama unfolding within the house. Then, on Thursdays, 30-minute episodes bring all the action together so that fans can get the full story. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, so the 30-minute will... Is, uh, I think that's still on Facebook Watch. Oh, yeah. Weird. Uh, okay. But I hmm. the, the concept of this... It, you know, is really cool. I think from a from a connection to the people. Obviously, every week you're, you're you were watching uh, if you watched it uh, with Real World, and you're, you know where are they now, kind of thing. And this one feels live, um, and I think people will relate to that. Yeah. Um, but in the first few episodes, just to kind of be current with the times. They kind of focus on some of the topical issues, so immigration. LGBTQ rights, Me Too movement, race relations, um, all of these are addressed almost immediately as the housemates get to know each other. Uh, so very, very relevant to the times, and it's back. It's uh, The real world is back. Wow. It's like it never left. Yep. 33 times. <laughs> 33 times. All right. Let's drop, drop some knowledge. As we normally do, I am the history guy, and Justin is the stats guy, so we'll drop some history knowledge first. And it really starts in the 1960s when music videos started to be created. Uh, One of the first well-known music videos was a 1964 Beatles film called A Hard Day's Night, and they performed Can't Buy Me Love, and MTV actually a few years ago honored the film's director Rich Lester as being quote basically inventing the music video. Okay. So in 1970, Philly disc jockey Bob Whitney created the Now Explosion, a TV series filmed in Atlanta and broadcast in syndication. It basically featured promo clips for various artists but it only lasted about a year so you know wasn't too successful okay in the mid-1970s australia and the uk both saw music shows that were featured music videos uh when the artists weren't available for live performances Mm -hmm. because you know prior to this point shows all over the the globe were having live performances from the uh, artists uh, whether it be you know the the night nightly shows 
um, talk show type of things. Yeah. But really, you know, in, um, the Australia and UK were both started the, the plane of music videos. In 1974, Gary Van Haas introduced the concept of distributing music videos through a channel and he built it so that record stores across the u.s could play this music channel inside the record store to kind of help promote record sales sure yeah and this was called music video tv Hmm. in 1978 this was added to cable but was discontinued before 1981 when we saw, as we talked about earlier, the launch of, of MTV. So it's interesting, the launch of MTV included a space, the Space Shuttle Countdown and launch as part of their kind of intro at 12.01 on uh, August 1st in, in 1981. Huh. And the iconic logo with the American flag uh, or excuse me, yes, American flag replaced by the MTV logo on the flag. Yes, in this in yeah. the moon landing. Yeah, yeah, I can picture it in my head right now. Yeah. So the first music video that was ever played on MTV, assuming you know, shortly after twelve oh one, was the the Buggles video killed the radio star. I think I just butchered that name. Um, maybe Buggles. I think you did. I, though I don't have the right correction. Video killed Bugles? the radio. Is it Bugles? No, I gotta look it up. Did I, did I type it in incorrectly? Hmm. That's a good question. I knew the music video, and yeah. I know the video name of the killed star, the radio but star. I, yeah. I, I, I don't... Buggles, that sounds weird. Listener X is gonna just roast oh, us yeah, for this. Oh, yeah, he totally is. Yeah. All right, well, correction for next time. But... Uh, at that time, the channel was only actually available in New Jersey, um, and it would it would occasionally go black because a employee was having to change the VHS that was playing to the cable channel. Wait, say that one more time. So occasionally, in between songs, not mm-hmm. every song because they would they would put mo- multiple uh, songs on the same VHS tape. Yeah. But occasionally it would go black mm-hmm. because that meant that the the person, an employee at MTV, was changing the VHS tape <laughs> that was feeding it, the cable channel. I, I haven't looked much into the history because that's your thing. But I did hear something that I, that makes me – it's related to that and that it's – so it was so small time when it started because I, I believe that it was only – a small part of New Jersey or something like that? Did you have anything on? That's what I just said. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was only available in New Jersey. Yeah, but only like a small part of New Jersey. It wasn't even like the whole part of New oh, Jersey. Oh, all I had was that it was only available yeah, in New so, Jersey. Um, so uh, there was some stories of people like, oh, yeah, I would go over to my friend's house because they had access to MTV because they were in that little network in within Jersey. Oh, for interesting. That, which is pretty neat. Yeah. So the original purpose of MTV was to be music television, as the name suggests. Mm-hmm playing music videos 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It was guided by on-air personalities known as VJs or video jockeys. The original slogans for the channel were, you'll never look at music the same way again, and on cable, in stereo, were their two slogans. Okay. Yeah. MTV's earliest format was modeled after 
AOR, Album Oriented Rock Radio. And uh, MTV underwent a, a transition to mimic top 40 radio stations in, the, in the 1984. The original MTV VJs in 1981 were Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, uh, Alan Hunter, J.J. Jackson, and uh, Martha Quinn. Which Mark Goodman, I remember in the the two thousands. I feel like. I don't know why I know that name, but yeah. it sounds familiar. Yeah, it just sounds familiar. So the VJs were hired to to fit certain demographics. The channel was trying to obtain e- each one was kind of the the different stereotype, if you would. Like Hunter was the jock, Jackson was kind of the hip radio veteran. Blackwood was the bombshell vixen, quote unquote, okay. um, and Quinn was the girl next door. Okay. So, in addition to bringing lesser known artists into the view, MTV was instrumental in the booming '80s dance wave. Uh, videos budgets increased, and artists began to add fully cho- choreographed dance sections to their videos. Mm-hmm. In 1986, MTV debuted uh, Daily MTV, which was a daily top 10 music countdown show where viewers could call in toll-free. The number was 1-800-DIAL-MTV, if you were wondering, to request a video. In 1991, this turned into MTV Most Wanted, and that lasted until 1996. Uh, In 1997... They introduced their New York Times studios, uh, and this was leading up to the all-famous for our generation, uh, Total Request Live, Mm -hmm. which that uh, aired first in 1998, and it was a merger between Total Request and MTV Live, which were two other shows that they already had. Oh, that's interesting. Were Were they similar concepts, I guess? I obviously focus around music, but so total re- total request was kind of your request based, and mm-hmm. then and then I think the live was more of as it would be like yeah. a live show, yeah, um, featuring artists coming in, yeah, which so they just paired the two, kind together. of paired the two yeah. together, and so at that time in 1998, it was hosted by Carson Daly. Now. One of the interesting things that I found was, and I did not realize that he was only there for four years. Carson Daly left t- TRL mm-hmm. in two thousand two. Two thousand two. Okay. And this, and, and I thought he was there far longer than two th- four years. Well, I don't think how long was TRL relevant for? So it, it lasted until two thousand eight. Okay, so there was four years without. I knew that there was years six, without six, oh, six without. years without. Okay. I knew that there was years without him, and I think that's when it started. To, it wasn't because of Carson Daly. It was just it started to fade a little bit in relevance. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, those those first few years with Carson Daly were the most iconic ones. I yeah, feel for like. sure. Like yeah. as I feel like in my childhood, that or youth, mm-hmm. I wasn't a child at the time. Yeah. But in my youth, it was like that felt like years that he was there. Oh and, yeah. Well. Well, we might get into this, but just I think how often you watched it plays a part in that. I mean, viewer, if he was a part of your life, 
many every day every after day school. After yeah. school yeah. Like, That's a good point. Yeah. I feel like you feel like he's been attached to it forever. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, okay. So on the uh, – oh, so first off, I, I have to address it's Buggles. So you you are correct, uh, at least based off of Yahoo Answers. If, if I'm pr- um, messing that up, then obviously speak up if you're a listener. But I believe that's how it's pronounced, so I was incorrect. It just sounded weird. Um, but, yeah, so a couple stats on the uh, MTV world. And um, a lot of this actually starts to – this will be good evolution because a lot of this starts to turn towards what MTV is now. Yeah. Um, and so globally, MTV reaches about 387 million households. Uh, it is the 28th most watched network. Uh, there's been growth actually in the last couple years um, with reboots of Jersey Shore and The Challenge and some other um, some other reality TV shows that are really actually pulling it up. Uh, it's still. It's not where it used to be, Um, and it used to be, you know, in that top 10, I think. Uh, 70%, around 70% of the viewers are between that 18 and 49 range. Uh, That range was obviously much smaller when uh, it was in its heyday, um, or much younger when it was in its heyday, and now as these people are growing up, they're still kind of... um, relevant to their audience and you obviously you don't see many people old, older than that watching mtv because there's nothing relevant to them and they didn't grow up watching it yeah uh whereas most of us now kind of fall in that range i got a real quick question yeah. when was the last time you watched mtv well it's it's a tough i mean i don't have cable anymore uh i it's been a while it's been years yeah. since i've watched it uh, I think it's taken it's probably taken a huge hit from social media and YouTube sure. and things like yeah. that. Um I do feel like I, I know people uh I know people that watch religiously M T V shows. Yeah. Uh and are fully um up into the uh reality side of things. My wife, as an example, is not one of those in, in particular, but she is huge into reality shows and loves her real housewives so that's not an mtv thing but it's in the same wavelength i will say actually i take that back i have watched mtv probably a month ago um but only because my wife does watch one show on tv on mtv and that's um the 16 and pregnant slash uh teen mom teen mom that's what it's called uh, so she watches that show uh, from time to time, and I will be in the room when it happens. And like most shows that are reality for me, I just can't – it frustrates me um, when I watch these shows. But people are into them, and it, it I would – I didn't look at – I should have done this, but uh, the breakdown in terms of male versus female, I would venture to say that MTV right now is predominantly female – because of the content that they're pushing out it's almost entirely reality yeah so do they even have a show that is music videos anymore i don't believe so no there i mean music is is dead in most cases for mtv i Mm -hmm. think they've kind of you know raised their hand and said you know this isn't what people want uh they can go to youtube for that so yeah uh yeah we didn't even like in the history i didn't even talk about the offshoots of vh1 and that evolution yeah. like there's a lot to unpack with the history of 
sure. MTV. So yeah, no, and yeah, we like most of our topics, we try to fit. You know what is it? Thirty-five years of history and stats yeah. or whatever to thirty-five plus um, into one hour. Um, so you know it's never all going to fit, but um, but yeah. So they they're just they dominate with the younger audience and they dominate with this you know millennial audience that is is growing older and and kind of still um, their primary demographic. Um, one of the interesting things uh, it was just kind of more of a note than a number, but. Uh, so basically when music videos started, like you were mentioning, um, obviously it becoming really popular with some of these um, you know, bands pushing out these, these videos. At, at one point, it basically was you had to make a million-dollar video if you wanted to make a stamp in, in the music industry. You had to invest. You had to get a director. You had to, to yeah. spend money on yeah. these things. Otherwise – nobody's not going to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's little one-off shoots uh, for this that, you know, maybe it's, you know, you could go the cheaper route and there's comedy or, or interest, interesting elements to it. But a lot of them were focused on, okay, got to be bigger and better. Uh, and especially that was in the, the 90s and 2000s uh, during, I would say, you know, music video craze. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a big thing. So uh, as we talk about this evolution, a couple um, couple interesting stats here away from the music side of things. So we talked about Real World being the longest-running show on network, 33 seasons. started in 1992, and it has kind of hit, hit – you know, there's been an, uh, a season or two where it, it wasn't there, but essentially it's it's been around for 611 episodes. Wow. Uh, so it's a lot of people, and I, I'm, I'm, I venture to say that a lot of real world fans have watched a lot of those seasons. So Jersey Shore, a popular favorite for for many, um, it remains the most watched show on MTV. Uh, it holds the record for the highest number of viewers on MTV channel with the third season episode of Free Snooky. Uh, which garnered nearly 8.9 million viewers uh, in the United States for that episode alone. Hmm. So, I for people who have no idea what free like who Snooky is, sure. yeah, the statement of free Snooky <laughs> could sound really strange. It could, it could. Uh, Snooky is a person for it, those who yes, didn't for those know. who don't know. Uh, did you ever watch Jersey Shore there, Brian? No. Yeah, I did not. And they, I again, another one of those shows that I knew a lot of people that watched it and that really liked it, and I just I couldn't couldn't do it. Um, so you talked about TRL and and um, did you mention? So it was gone for ten years. Did you mention that it came back in two thousand seventeen? No. Yeah. So it actually came back in two thousand seventeen uh, as a like a small reboot. I don't think. Uh, I think it's actually. Maybe there is a, an element. Now I want to look into this, so we'll confirm this. But I believe that there's a smaller element of TRL now looking at my notes that's happening. Um, so there is a music element to it. Um, but I, I, I did some deep study into this, and I thought this was really interesting. So 1998 was the first year of TRL, I believe you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so from 1998 to 2001, there were 283 uh times when a a song hit the top of the leaderboard so like the number one song okay. on the list okay um and sometimes it was the same song that would come back whatever but essentially 283 times there was a song that sat on the on the top of the list of the 
of those from 1998 to 2001, 70% were either Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, or Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> I When I was looking at this list, I was going through and I was like, there's got to be, you know, a mixed bag. And, the, you know, obviously the, the boy band era was big and people really loved that. But, but 70% of all, if you look at, I think there was a couple, you know, corn was mixed in there and as you start to get a little bit later um you get into i think it was christina aguilera and some other people but maybe cisco's in there i don't know but essentially uh it's just a mostly them and then a hodgepodge of other ones that would make it up to the top of the leaderboard, and then they would quickly lose their spot to another backstreet boy song or insect yeah, song yeah that that's i i right before we started recording i added a friendship test question because I was interested to know what what's your most like memorable or like if you think about MTV what like we'll get into this but yeah what that music video that sure. sticks in your head yeah. is for MTV yeah and I'll have some comments on that so we can talk about it then but yeah so it, it just uh, amazing how how dominant and that was an impressionable time in my my life too so um, but yeah so team team teen mom I don't know why I write team mom teen mom which was the show that my my wife will watch um was actually rated top 100 shows of 2018 2019 um by uh, who by adults 18 to 49 um so teen mom uh oh wait just top 100 top 100 shows it, it just in, ranked. It was the... in the top 100 oh well and it was number i wanted to put this out it was number 79 number 96 that still mean that still is crazy to me that it no. it's a top one hundred show that's on TV. No, for that demographic though. For that demographic, still. No, not uh, that, not that surprising. It's still surprising. Not surprising. But I know people have their guilty pleasures. Yeah. Um. So and then a couple other interesting facts. Uh, so, reportedly, the cast of Jersey Shore, which is obviously what I mentioned as the most popular show on MTV, made only two hundred dollars per week during season one. Um, which is hard to live by, but they became famous, so good for them. Uh, Janelle. Was that when they had to get jobs? Did uh, they have to get jobs at some point? I just know they. Sure. I don't or know. Or was that a different show? Was that real world that they had to get jobs? Maybe. I, I, I wish I could be an expert in reality TV. No, you really don't. Take that statement back. You do not wish you could Oh, that's be true. I do take that back. I don't want. For the sake of this conversation, I wanted it, but I don't actually want that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, they probably needed to look for jobs. Listeners, please tell us what, what, you know, the correct answer is here. Did they have to work or did, were they not working? Yeah. Well, I don't know. But anyway, so Janelle Evans, who, uh, I weirdly enough can picture her, uh, because she's on teen mom. Um, she, in 2018, she earned $400,000 for being a part of that show. Um, Teen Mon Mo- 2. Um, so this is, her, I believe that the Teen Mon's, I mean, I, I can't talk about that uh, or can't pronounce it. So that show is kind of the evolution. So they were, I think they were originally on 16 and Pregnant, which is the first show. And then it, uh, then it was Teen Mom. But basically now they're in their like 30s and they have like older kids and they're still dealing with. Oh challenges and all that other stuff i believe that's um being only 16 years older than their yeah, child and, yeah pretty much 
Um, at wow. least that's that's the one that that my wife watches. So, hmm. okay. And I can picture her. She's uh, a lot to handle. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> the last stat I have is uh, that uh, the real world cast members are reportedly paid five thousand for their season, uh, which again seems like nothing. But I guess yeah, but- for the fame that you could get and room and board sure yeah 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 exactly but uh yeah it it, it's it's interesting as we talked about this and we'll probably get into it but just how much um that the mtv has evolved now so all right time for a friendship test let's go we just become best friends yep justin uh, i mean i think the the first question we have on here is, I think, a pretty simple one, but did you watch when you were growing up? And I definitely watched. I didn't think I watched as much as other people. Yeah. But I definitely watched and remember coming home to TRL and all of that type of stuff. I I will say I did not watch when I was, a, you know, very young. It, okay. It wasn't until middle school Yep, that I really started to watch. So you know, late '90s, uh, early 2000s mm-hmm. was kind of when I was watching. Yep, yeah, I I exactly the same time. I'm you know a little bit younger than you, so I kind of started probably sixth grade and then through middle school um, during that same exact period. And uh, yeah, definitely, I watched uh, I watched it almost every day uh that it, you you had to watch it because other, you had to talk be able to talk to other people about the videos that you saw or um what you, the guest that was on yep TRL the guest or, or whatever yeah. and you know what carson daly's up to i don't know like there it, it just was a part of the culture at the time and yeah. so you had you had to and I, I i enjoyed it i remember i i I just started getting into music around that time. Um, this this isn't a, a question that we had here, Brian. But uh, but what was? Do you remember your first uh, album that you had? The first album that I bought. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I bought uh, Space Jam. That was Space Jam. We, I think we did. We talk about that. Yeah, okay, we talked yeah. about that in Boy Dance. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I like I around that time I just started getting into music. So it, watching music videos. And I'm going to change my answer to a future uh, question because I just had one pop up, and it's it's definitely uh, a good one. So, um, yeah, I, I I watched up as well. So, Brian, did you have a uh, favorite show growing up at all? Uh, I I did like the uh, Road Rules. Road right? Rules. Okay, explain what Road Rules was. Do you remember? Uh, you know, from what I remember, Road Rules was like this. Uh, kind of i don't know reality tv show where a a handful of people were stuck in a rv and they didn't have any money and so they had to do these competitions to get money i believe okay and it was really the precursor to you mentioned it earlier the challenge yeah because then they started to do the real real world road rules challenges oh geez was a show and so the people from real world and road rules would live in a house together and do challenges do challenges on the side kind of like a survivor type of thing that's awesome that's awesome that they were they had these three different ideas and then they pulled them together then pulled out another idea from that like it's that's 
yeah that well that was probably the only real show that i remember yep it's kind of terrible that that it, i mean obviously trl was was you know a big show but um and i would watch that fairly religiously but the you can't say trl was your favorite show no i, I you think, have to have something yeah they, they had enough going on in even in the era that we watched and it was more focused on music there were still reality shows and interesting shows there was i i never really got into the um was it bam margera uh and the all those shows that were all like the punk scene um oh even punked i didn't you know get huge into yeah but uh bam's world or yeah something ba- like that. yeah i don't i don't remember but but yeah so there was a lot of shows like that that i never got into but one mm-hmm. of them that was just quirky and i loved was celebrity deathmatch did you ever watch that brian <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i loved celebrity deathmatch yeah. and i just thought it was so funny i forgot um, about celebrity deathmatch yeah so uh, i actually have a random back in the day for that now that i think of it 1.21 so i was uh, and i'm just remembering this now but I was so enamored by Celebrity Deathmatch during the, those impressionable years of, of my uh, growing up that they actually came out with a Celebrity Deathmatch video game. Oh, really? Yes. I do not it, remember that. It came out on, um, on P- uh, probably other systems, but I had a PlayStation 2 at the time. And I remember it came out right around Christmas time. So it was a, it was a pretty big deal. Um, and we... My mom, it was right before Christmas time. It was right around uh, Black Friday. So I convinced my mom, and we used to go, uh, we used to go on Black Friday, go shopping, and we used to love just doing the craziness of Black Friday yeah. um, and seeing all, all of that. Um, and I convinced her to actually go. Usually you go to for the deals, but I convinced her to go to Best Buy, and we waited uh, in, basically, we were waiting in line to get this game that only I wanted. Nobody else really wanted it. They were waiting in line for all the big TV deals and all that other stuff. So the, the place is just crazy, crazy packed. Like it was Black Friday, you know, 15 years ago. And I convinced my mom to go in there, and I, I get the game, and I'm, like, so excited that I have it. Yeah. Um, but we're, like, waiting in line, and we had to have been waiting in line for, like, maybe 20 minutes and, like, no progress. So my mom said that... uh She's like, just just put it back, hide it if you want, but just put it back. We're not standing in line to buy this one video game and wasting you know an hour plus yeah. just to get that game. And it wasn't even a special game to any deals or anything. So I had to put it back, and we, we went back later, like a week later, when there was no craze and just walked in and had no line at all. So, huh. um, but, uh, but yeah, so I had the video game, and I, I love the video game too. I, it was just... I, I really enjoyed it. it. It was on at like kind of late, right? Yep. Because it, yeah. it was uh, it was rated M. Yeah. As well, so I don't think my mom realized that I oh. I was not of the right age for it. Um, hmm. But I did watch it, uh, and I thought it was amazing, and I really enjoyed the video. Maybe that's too. why why you don't cuss. Maybe <laughs> because I got mature video games. Uh, I don't know if that adds up. But uh, yeah, that was that was my back end. Oh, that that's a good one. Yeah. Um. So I really want to know. We talked about this earlier, but is there like this memorable 
music video that when you think about MTV, it's like that is the music video. So I think that there's ones that a lot of people would connect to MTV, um, you know, even just, and I don't even know, what's, I, I'm now I'm thinking somebody jump in here as a listener and correct me, listener ask, I'm sure is, Thriller is one of those music videos that's just really iconic. I don't yeah. know if that was before or during, like, or the early years of, of MTV. I'm not sure. Um, but that's one of the more iconic yeah. ones. That would not be my pick. Um, my, my, I don't think it was a big thing on okay. MTV. Yeah, that may, I could you may be. be right. I could be wrong, but yeah. I, I don't think it was a big thing on TV, MTV. Yeah. So one of my more memorable ones um, was um, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" and uh, by Nirvana, obviously. So that one was one that was really good for. Um, you know, I I, just, I started getting into those years where you're a little rebellious, you know, grungy, obviously. Um, really, and, and I felt like that was played a lot on MTV uh, in the 90s. Yeah. And even into the 2000s when they would do flashbacks um, towards, towards different things. Um, so that would be, be a higher pick. But I decided to change my opinion to my final answer. And I'm glad you guys have all sat through in my, my thought process here. Um, but it actually was... Uh, outcast hey ya <laughs> and that one i for whatever reason and it again it just came to me as we we're talking about this stuff that music video i remember exactly where i was when i first saw that music video i remember who i was sitting next to um when that happened uh it was with my brothers and my sister uh i think my mom was there um but we were all sitting around watching TV, and it was, I don't know if it was, it might have been TRL, but it definitely was MTV, and Outkast, Hey Ya comes on, and I remember me being new to the, newer to the music scene, watching that music video saying, wow, I really love these guys, they're like, their beat is really cool, Yeah. Um, and if you remember that music video, I don't know if you do, um, they had this old-timey style to them, uh, they had like the old... Uh, the old microphones yep. and the old look yep. and colors and they're kind of on a bandstand and i thought that this band this is the first time i ever heard them i thought that this band had been around for like 30 years mm. and this was my first time hearing them but in fact you know because i thought they were old timey band um but obviously they're not and i i think once i realized that i just became really big fans of outcast hmm. or big fan of outcast uh got a couple of their albums afterwards but yeah i had one of their albums yeah but that that's the iconic one for me is is hey yeah so thriller came out the music video came out in 83 okay so it was definitely played on mtv yeah but it wasn't i don't think it well listener x will know better than us because because he, he's old he <laughs> <laughs> he lived through that era mm -hmm. but i think really the the trl time frame i think made music video like made them iconic mm -hmm. right because mtv you know in the early years you think about in the first two years three years was very restricted in terms of who actually had mtv so i'm you know until the the mid 90s i don't think everybody had mtv yeah. Um, from a cable subscriber perspective. So yeah. um, I will say that uh, my uh, my iconic 
music video is a little shameful. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah. You, you talked about... Britney Spears toxic? Not toxic. <laughs> oh, it is Britney. It's Britney. Oh, yes. Baby One More Time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, just being in school. Being a boy. Yeah, being a boy <laughs> at that time. And that was that is like the... I, I, and I, I'd be interested to know how long it spent at number one. Yeah. But I, I felt like that was at number oh, I, one on TRL for forever. Yeah, there was a reason why Britney Spears was in that top three. I think, I think if I remember correctly to my numbers, I believe it was around 20 of the 200 and some videos were hers, uh, which was still really high. And I probably would guess that that song was up there. Oh, for, yeah, for, for sure. And, I, and, that's, and that doesn't include if she stayed there for a week or two, because they used to retire videos. Yeah, I don't know if you remember correct. that too. So, yep. Um, occasionally they'd be like, "Man, this video is just killing it. We need to we need to move on and yep. make another one." Yep, that's cool though. That's funny. That's funny. Um, so the last thing I had for you, Brian, and and for our listeners was just a fun little quiz here. Um, so MTV, obviously, you know, known for his music, now known for reality. I wanted to get your thoughts on um, where you think, according to IMDb, okay. some of these shows. Uh, rank and we're gonna do an over under, and we're gonna do we're gonna make this uh, difficult here. Okay. So uh, the over under is a four point on IMDb out of five out of ten. Oh, out of ten. Oh, geez. Okay. So okay. these are all these are all uh, very popular shows that uh, one time or the other was on MTV. Wait, four is high or low? Four is low. Okay. Low. Okay. Um, but then I they're not say. necessarily popular. Or are you just rating them? These are the ratings on IMDb. That does not mean that they are popular or not. They just may not be rated high. So I don't know, I'll have an interesting stat for this last one. So um, so I'm going to start here. Uh, we're going to go Beavis and Butthead above or below, below. a 4.0. Incorrect. It is a 7.5 out of 10. Who's rating these? This is IMDb. This is people who watch the show. Okay. Okay. So the like this is fans. This is not sure. critics. Yeah. Yeah. The, I don't think. I guess credits rate. It's whatever IMDb's rating score is. Uh, I don't know what that is. Oh, gosh. Probably should have clarified that before All we right. started this. Well, but that's fine. We've done it for some like, other movies. We we did Rotten Tomato. No, we did Rotten oh, Tomato. We did Rotten Tomato. Okay. Yeah. But that's. I feel like Rotten Tomato is more of a. A movie thing, whereas IMDb kind of does both. You have you have critics and you have the fans on on Rotten Tomato, so that's that's where I was I was unsure if IMDb was just you know the popular your well known critics rating these things. Yeah, um, I I just pulled up uh, IMDb's IMDb's rating system, and it's a really crazy calculation. So I'm. I'm going to uh, exclude from getting into that, but uh, maybe we'll get into that later. Um, but essentially, it's we'll just say that it's it's fans who have watched the show okay. Okay. And, and rated it. All so, right. 7.5 um, is the, is that one. So, okay. next one is Jersey Shore, above or below a 4.0 out of 10. I'm going to say it's going to be a five. Incorrect. It is just below at a 3.6 out of 10. Next one, Real World, the longest-running show. Lots of people watch it. I'm going to go that low, under. It is 
just above at what? a 5.0. 0 for 3, Brian. Um, and these are just crapshoots. They are. They are. But it's interesting when you think about these, how popular these shows are and which ones do- dominate or not. Um, we're going to go Punked. Popular show in the 2000s. I'll go higher. Correct. There you go. 5.9 out of 10. It's just like flipping a coin. That's all that this is. But some, I, I don't know. I don't know how I would actually do, so I can't judge you. We'll do two more. Uh, Teen Wolf. Do you ever hear of Teen Wolf? Uh, Wolf. Wolf. Wasn't Wolf. That a, wasn't that a movie? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I was. But this is the sh- it turned a into show. A show? That, yeah. I'm going to go lower. Uh, it is above, and to my records, it is the highest-rated MTV show at 7.6. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. I, if you can find one higher than that, write into the show, but I've searched through a lot of shows for it. And then the last one is My Super Sweet 16, above or below 4.0. Mm. Below. Correct. A 1.9 oh out of 10. How many seasons did that the, last? I think it was only five. It wasn't only very long. five. Yeah. It act, but so uh, only like. Sure. Like that is a lot of seasons. Yeah, it is. But uh, my Super Sweet 16, which is a 1.9 uh, out of 10, obviously, is the lowest rating of M- any MTV show that I could find. I do remember watching that show because I was like. Oh my goodness! How do these people have this much money to spend? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it is unreal. So, according to, it's got a little bit better rating on TV.com, which I never really use for a rating as a six point one out of ten. But the interesting thing I saw here that according to Google users, eighty four percent of people liked the show. <laughs> <laughs> that it's like if that doesn't explain well, MTV, it, what else does? Yeah, they, but but that's that's eighty four percent of the people who searched for the show on Google. Because sure, yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily use it as a heavy metric here, but still, I still think that that is a representation of I. I'm not, I'm going to use an example as and take myself out of body and say i enjoy this show it gives me satisfaction because of the wealthy people just spending all this money and crybabies and i you know whatever it is uh but i know it's a terrible show and i wouldn't rate it very high but i like this show and so i think a lot of people are like that that's reality tv to me when i i try to get wait, 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 wait. are you actually saying that you no, like I, no, no 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 i'm not oh, i'm taking myself out of body. i was okay i so, sorry I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> dropping some bombs here yeah. <laughs> um, no that is not what i'm saying uh, i'm quite on the opposite but but knowing you know i have close friends that are into it uh my wife is into reality tv and i i've had conversations to say hey like what? What does this do for you? And I, I think, I think in a lot of ways, it's uh, it's TV junk food, right? Like it's not good for you, but the gossip and the drama and all of that just kind of maybe takes you away from real yeah, life. Yeah, we'll we'll have to get d- deeper into this when we do a reality TV show. Yes, for our, our topic. For sure. So, uh, it it's about that time for some delusional thinking. You really are crazy. 
All right, Brian, I got an, uh, I got one for you here. So, would you rather be a backup dancer in all those boy band music videos that were so popular in the '98? We'll say '98 to 2001. So yep. you're hot, on top of the list. You're one of those backup dancers. Yep. Or be on the cast of the Jersey Shore for its first few seasons. I easily am going to pick the backup dancer. Easily. Oh yeah. Okay. Not Explain even close. Explain your reasoning. Because one, that means I can dance. Okay. Which you know is a good thing in in most situations. Being able to dance, um, you know, weddings. Uh, sure. You know just special occasions going out to the club mm-hmm. that i do so often here in seattle well hey if you uh if you knew how to dance you'd be out there man. yeah potentially potentially uh and you know i'd be kind of a d-list celebrity if even lower than that <laughs> way lower than d <laughs> you're not even a celebrity you'd be that guy that you that one person saw in that video that one time i mean I mean, didn't the backup dancer marry Britney Spears? Okay. I don't know if that's true, but that sounds true, so I'll give you that. It was Kevin Federline, right? Oh, my gosh. I remember that guy. Yeah, he was a backup dancer. Was he? Okay. I mean, somebody may call us out on that. No, no, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure he was a backup dancer. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'll give you that. So So you might marry into fame, but you're not famous. (laughs) Although Kevin Federline became a d-list celebrity when he married britney spears yeah but he had to marry her to get to that no i think i think you would be i mean you would be in in the know like people people would know who you are i think not not like you and i wouldn't know but like if you were to go out to clubs i think people would know who you are the number of people that i know that know who x y or z backup dancer is is pretty astonishing so i guess uh, a good thing that i haven't thought about is are we how are we looking at this is it today like are you today the guy who backup danced yeah in nine okay yeah, all right yeah. so it's not like in that era so then in that case no no one knows who you are <laughs> at all because you were the backup during that time? Sure, I'll give you that because they're watching the music videos and they're like, oh, I recognize that guy from that one thing or whatever. So you're but saying I I don't backup dance anymore? I don't. I, you were really popular. You were a part of that. Yeah. Yes. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, you're not like like, like you don't have a career of backup. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys are are on tour again now. I'm not backup dancing for them. I didn't think about that aspect of it, but. Uh, sure, you can back up. You can still back up dance if the boy band is still performing. But there was a long time when they weren't, and I still think that who knows the back who knows the backup dancers of the Backstreet Boys right now? Nobody. During that time, you would have been I'm not all about popular. I'm not all all about popular. That's why I think I would be a D list celebrity. Like I have some celebrity cred, but not very much. Like you and I wouldn't know. I don't know. I don't think you're. I think you're giving yourself too much credit. I don't even think it's D-list. You were D-list during 1998 to 2001, and since then you can still dance. And sure, you show up and perform in Vegas with the Backstreet Boys. But other than that, 
I don't think you are let up to the deep. Okay, well, and then on the flip side, Jersey Shore, sure. there would be people on the Jersey Shore. Like, you would then have to experience the Jersey Shore. Yeah. And I would want to punch people. <laughs> I would not want to be there around them at all. I don't care what fame I would get. Like, whatever, Pauly D, who has a... His, isn't he a dj now or something yeah. like that yeah in vegas like he has his own vegas mm-hmm. residency is still super high uh you know i think one of them's in jail I maybe you might be right or maybe just got out i don't know yeah um so i would have to deal with those people for yeah. that number of seasons yeah so and, and even if i became famous after that and was able to do something else that meant that for those first few seasons, I had to live in that house and experience that. Yeah. And I don't I don't remember. Do you remember if Jersey Shore, they all had to live in the same house or were they all just like, they interact with each other all the time, regardless. I thought um, they were living in the same house. Th- that may be true. Um, but essentially, here here's my, my thought is, is, do you want to be behind the scenes um, and not benefit a ton from it or be in front of the scenes with some really terrible people, I think, and benefit from it. Um, and I think, I don't, I don't know if this is the greatest explanation, but, and I don't know if that leans into where I'm going with this, but I don't, I would love to dance. I, I'm with you on that. That would be gr- I can dance. I can dance. Um, hmm. Can I dance okay. at a... <laughs> There's people that would argue against that. I cannot but. wait to see next time. I, I'm going to be like, backup dancer Justin, let's go right now. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, I, I honestly, I'm probably pretty terrible. Uh, if, if you have experienced Justin dancing, please comment. <laughs> um, I'd like to think I'm pretty good, but that's typically when I have more confidence. Anyway, uh, so... That that would be great though Confidence if I could actually be quotes. yeah it, that would be great if I could legitimately be good at dancing um, so I, I admire that aspect of it but and and this might also be if I actually watched all the episodes I think I've probably seen half of an episode and I followed a little bit along with with um, the Jersey Shore but I, I think uh, I can't believe you're gonna say that yeah uh, I think I'm gonna go Jersey Shore I. Th- you're going to be like, a part of free Snooky. Sure, sure. Why not? I I think there's a level there's a level of acting I think that would be, you know, uh, they're probably terrible actually. They're they're probably terrible actors. But there's a level of it that that goes into that show. Um, and you you actually just this goes in favor of you. I think you would actually meet. Well, I don't know. You were saying you'd rather fight them. I mean, that's great for the show, <laughs> right? You know, like that that that's like storyline stuff. True. I feel like yeah, I would be I, a little bit more boring I, than I, wanting to fight them. You could go to jail. Um, but I, I, you know, it might be fun to hang out with them. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know how much I could handle Snooky. Uh, she seems a little on the annoying side. But uh, sorry if you're a listener, Snooky, 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 Snooky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry if you're listening to our podcast, Snooky, but I'm about to rip you. Yeah, well, actually, I'm joining you uh, on on the show. So yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be able. Well, to that's right. You. That's why I can be on the show because I can, I can, uh, I can dish dish it out. I guess I don't know. Anyway, that's where I would lean. I don't know if that's the best choice or not, but uh, at least I get a little bit of fame from that 
and uh, you know, maybe I'll go be a DJ in Vegas like uh, Pauly D. Or be a and and it's East Coast too. I know Jersey. Like I feel like I can. I don't like Jersey, but I know Jersey. Hang out by the beach. You know, it's fun there. You could be a bro. I could be a bro if I really wanted to be. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, well, yeah. That was that. Was, this was fun. There's a as 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 per usual. This was uh this was a pretty pretty interesting one. There's a lot yeah. to unpack with this. Yeah, lots to unpack. Uh, I don't I don't even know where to begin with your last comment answer. <laughs> I don't either, Brian. I don't know if I'm really confident in it. Um, I'm curious how the uh, the watchers and and listeners, or I would say watchers of shows like the Jersey Shore and reality shows, if they would actually want to be on Jersey Shore or like or they like being behind the scenes and yeah. watching. Yeah, so. for sure. So uh, as per usual, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Spotify. Just, you know, get that little ding every time we get a new episode. It's awesome. Um, and follow us uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm falling behind, but I, I'm going to post some stuff uh, this week. And uh, we're, we're just excited you guys are following us uh, in, in this quest. Yeah, the quest for 100. So thanks for joining us on our quest for 100. <laughs>